Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Noctis Point, Chapter 5. Alex lifted his head from the pillow and looked blearily at Bink. She was almost hopping from one foot to the other, tugging at the hem of her yellow T-shirt. The P.O.? Mother Chen actually called them. Not just any old P.O., she said, shaking her head. They're extraction agents, just like in the movies. Damn, he said, swinging his legs out of bed and grabbing a pair of jogging trousers. It's hard enough when one of us gets fostered. Having the P.O. snatch someone up at a moment's notice is... Why are you grinning at me? Just because you're the oldest, you act so responsible for us, but you never give a thought to yourself. Who do you think they're here for, Spezface? She pushed his arm. You're getting out of here. Mother Chen wants you in her office in ten minutes. One cold shower later, Alex allowed himself to be led by Bink to the grey metal door at the end of the hallway, his heart pounding. Bink knocked, the door clanging like a bell, and then stepped to one side. Good luck, she said, and was away, her braided brown hair swinging crazily as she ran. The door swished open, sliding into the wall to reveal Mother Chen. She filled the doorway almost exactly the same shape, and the look on her puffy face was pure displeasure. Alexander, you are late. I'm sorry, Mother, he replied. Her bulk denied him any sort of clue as to what awaited him inside. Where have you been? Dallying with that little partner of yours? Alex shrugged. Don't shrug at me, boy! She snarled, then checked herself. Her next words dripped in honey, dangerously nice. There are some men here who have travelled a long way to meet you, young man. Come in and sit down. She moved, and Alex could see the small desk covered in paper from which she held sway over her tiny kingdom. Sat to one side of it, in mismatched chairs, were two men wearing business suits. A third chair, wooden and uncomfortable, stood directly in front of the desk. Alex slowly walked over and sat down. The men didn't look like P.O. He'd been expecting the same black leather jumpsuits, the reflective helmets. Instead, they looked like normal businessmen. Only their tie-pins, little red triangles, gave them away. Good evening, Alexander, the one nearest the door said. He was dark-skinned and middle-aged, his moustache neatly trimmed. My name is William Galton, and I'm from the PSYOPs Potentiate Extraction Team. He gestured to the shorter, younger man sat next to him. This is Dr Kevin Firth. He smiled warmly as Alex settled into the chair and leaned forwards. We've been hearing a little bit about you from, uh, your guardian here. Mother Chen had managed to wedge herself back behind the desk and steepled her fingers. Alexander sees himself as something of a leader among the children here. He's found himself in my office more times than I care to think. Alex squirmed slightly as her stare bored into him. Galton consulted the small notebook he was holding. You're about to age out of here, aren't you, Alexander? Alex, the boy said, and Galton nodded. Alex, then. You've been here since you were eight. Your parents died in the Saharan flood of 47. You've never been successfully fostered, always overlooked in favour of younger children. We've spent a little time talking with the others, and it seems that they view you as something of a role model. He closed the notebook with a snap, staring at Alex. 
You've just had your 16th birthday, and we've detected that you are already developing psych powers. The other agent, Dr Firth, spoke on cue. We've become very good at detecting psychs at the moment they manifest. As I'm sure you know, it's quite a rare occurrence, although getting more common every year. <sighs> of course, this means that you will need to come with us this evening. You'll be transferred to a shuttle bound for Mars, where you'll receive training at Noctis Point. Alex opened his mouth, then closed it again, not sure what he could say. He didn't feel any different, and certainly had never seen himself joining the P.O. or the army. Are you sure it's me? he said, but both men were already nodding. We're sure, Dr Firth said. Is this because of what happened yesterday? Firth looked at Galton. Yesterday? There was an explosion, an attack. I got caught up in the middle of it. Alex shrugged. It might have, I don't know, switched me on or something. We often have to search for a week performing triangulation readings just to find each psych, Alex, Firth said, shaking his head. But if you were in any doubt... He reached into his jacket pocket. Here. He took out a small, empty glass rod, capped on each end with metal, and held it out. Alex took it, and almost immediately something like mild nausea passed over him, turning his stomach. The glass rod felt fuzzy in his grip. Head swimming, he looked down. The rod was glowing slightly, the light diffuse as though seen through a frosted window. It's a smaller version of something we use at Noctis Point to determine level of ability, Firth said, taking the rod back. The nausea cleared almost immediately. It works on ambient energy. Most don't even have enough brain activity to make the gases inside react, let alone glow like you just did. How... how long do I have to say... to the others... um... We'll need to leave here in ten minutes to get you on the passenger shuttle, Alex, Galton said. I'm sorry, that's all the time we can give you. Pack lightly. Alex looked from face to face. A dozen questions flashed through his head, but he slid out of the chair and crossed to the door. It opened as he approached. We'll need his medical records, Galton said, business-like now that Alex was gone, and then the door closed and blocked out the conversation. Bink was waiting for him. So? Alex looked at her, squinting in the dimness. She was smiling, but her eyes were red. I'm heading out to Mars, he said, past a sudden lump in his throat. They say I'm a psych. That is so awesome! She grabbed him and wrapped him in a hug. I'm pleased for you. Feeling numb, Alex put his arms around her. It was all so sudden. I... I need to pack, he said, and cursed himself as Bink broke the hug. Priorities, he thought, but she was already wiping shameless tears from her eyes and nodding. Yes, pack. I'll help. Ten minutes later, Alex's scant belongings were stuffed into the battered backpack that he'd used for years. He'd changed into fresh jeans and an almost clean T-shirt. Agent Galton and Dr Firth were stood at the gate, Mother Chen next to them. Sweat patches were growing on her grey shirt, though the day's heat was yet to set in. Bink was waiting for him at the door. Before he could even say anything, she tackled him with a jumper, jamming it over his head. I know you don't feel the cold, she said as he disentangled himself, but it's probably cold on Mars. She smiled and hugged him. I'll... I'll miss you. Me too. The kids here... They look up to you too, you know. Look after them. Bink stepped back, 
already withdrawing from him. She stood a little straighter and nodded. Alex walked towards the gate. From behind him, he heard a window open and looked back. Barbara's round face was poking out of an upstairs window, her arm waving frantically. Good luck, Alex, she shouted. Close that window, Mother Chen barked, but then another opened, a boy this time. Knock him dead, Alex, he yelled, and then windows opened all over the front of the house, children cheering and whooping. Alex felt tears well up in his eyes. It was what he organised for everyone that left. Galton opened the door to the black skimmer that pulled up, perfectly choreographed, and then Alex was inside and the sounds from the house were abruptly silenced. The two men climbed into the front and Dr Firth leaned back over the barrier separating the passenger compartment from the driver. Sit back, Alex. This will be a pretty fast ride. I've taken skimmers before, he said, and frowned when Firth smiled condescendingly. The two men exchanged a look that clearly said, I've heard that before. And then Alex was pressed back into his seat by an immense G-force. For a moment, Alex strained against it, gritting his teeth with the effort. Outside the small window, the sky turned rapidly from blue to black. Closing his eyes, Alex relaxed and let the pressure squeeze him, as the only home he'd ever known dropped away behind him, perhaps forever. You've been listening to Chapter 5 of my novel, Noctis Point. If you've enjoyed this episode of Pocket Fiction, check out stevecookfiction.com for more episodes and blogging about writing. Also, it would be great if you could leave a five-star review on the iTunes store. They really do help.